0: On this episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we will be reacting to the 35 0 loss the Eagles faced at the hands of the New England Patriots in the preseason last night. We will get into it with some stock up, stock down, some who's hot and who's not after last night's performance on this episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in everybody to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. As always, I'm your host Gino Camilleri, joining you on this Friday edition of the show. Locked On Eagles, always brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, which also brings you Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt will give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday. With the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, welcome to this Friday edition of the show. As we finish up the week talking Philadelphia Eagles football, another week closer to the regular season with only one more preseason game left to come next Friday against the New York Jets at the Meadowlands. And then final cuts will come. On August 31st, 10 days from tomorrow, we will finally get our first preview at who makes the Eagles' 53-man roster and who proved their worth here in this preseason. And why I wanted to get into stock up, stock down today is because after yesterday, even looking at some of the players that didn't perform yesterday after Jalen Hurts went out with his illness, it really was indicative of who they hold in high regard for this team. You look at some of the defensive linemen, Josh Sweat, for example, is not an individual I thought would be held out at all, to be honest with you. I thought he would be getting a ton of reps to really solidify his spot on the team, but it really just goes to show you that this team thinks highly of a young individual in Josh Sweat, and he didn't even play last night. But for some of the individuals that did play last night, I believe there are some winners. Even though they lost 35 to nothing, the statistics aren't really going to show you everything. There are some individuals that I looked at and had big days. And then there are some other ones that I looked at and said, man, we probably will see him cut within the next few days here. Or they might have to get some minutes trimmed. That's what happens as camp progresses, the vision gets clearer. The cream rises to the, to the top, as I said the other day. You really get to figure out who are the guys that are going to be contributing and who are some depth pieces. And if they're not depth pieces, what are the positions that we are lacking at? And I really think it was evident yesterday when you saw what the Eagles were doing with their second, and then they moved to third string relatively quickly, how bad some of that depth is at some of those positions. And now, with the cutdown period coming in 10 days from tomorrow, so 11 days from today, there will be opportunities for this Eagles team with their pro personnel department to kind of poach some of these rosters and find maybe one or two individuals that they could add to their roster to supplement some of the depth pieces that. They may have lost due to injury. If you look at tight end, for example, with somebody like Tyree Jackson, they might look to find some more depth there. If you look at corner, they're just one injury away from really being shattered and losing the season completely and maybe even quarterback. Because after last night's performance, I don't think you could really pencil in anybody to be a starter past Jalen Hurts if Jalen were to miss any amount of time. During this regular season and we're going to get right into it here on segment two when we come back on this edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast and we will start with the positive. We will start with some of the guys who caught my eye yesterday and are stock up. But before we do that, this edition of the show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? I think we all know that by now. There's something for everybody. If you're not a Built Bar fan, I'm sure you know somebody that is a fan of Built Bar. And especially now, if you haven't heard, Built Bar paid the entire tuition of every single BYU walk-on for their football program. So you should want to support Built Bar because they support the show that makes all of us have a great time when we listen to it here five days a week on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. So celebrate with some of their delicious flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com to get one of their 17 to 18 grams of protein-filled, delicious candy bar-esque style bars that taste more like a candy bar than a protein bar. They're delicious with only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. They're only 180 calories at the peak of their calorie count. And the great thing is you can get some delicious flavors. As always, they have some like Grasshopper Cookie, which comes and goes with the times, raspberry, Or whatever one you like. You know I love mint brownie and my sea salt caramel, which I'd like to split those in half, put them on top of my ice cream. That's my little trick. But get the offer now by going to Built.com. That is Built.com. If you do go to BuiltBar.com, it will redirect you there. If you use the promo code LOCKED15, which I just put up on the screen there. Got to get used to this. I am not a meteorologist, but use promo code LOCKED15 To get the special offer today on your first order, go to built.com to get built Bar, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. All right, everybody, welcome on back here to segment two of this Friday edition of the show as I finish up the week here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Me and Lou will be back next week with another fresh five slates of shows coming at you and we're going to be hitting it hard because we are just a few short weeks away from the regular season, and things are really starting to fill out when it comes to who will be on the roster, who will be getting the meaningful minutes when it comes to starting, and who is going to fill out the depth. And it makes it a lot easier when you have guys that perform well and to get into it. On the first candidate for stock up, as we get into stock up, stock down here, I would be remiss if I did not mention Milton Williams once again. Jonathan Gannon's goal is to run that second, third, and fourth unit of defensive linemen into the ground, and I think it was evident yesterday after after the starters weren't even dressed that they were going to get a ton of minutes. He really wants to see who has it and who isn't going to battle through, through 60 minutes, and Milton Williams just continues to be one of those guys that shows up in practice, shows up in the preseason games. You see his ability to bull rush. He fully extends his arm, gets up into the chest of the offensive lineman, uses his leverage, uses his power, uses his explosiveness to affect the pocket. And you look at it where he's going to be on the depth chart. He's going to be your fourth option on the interior. And when getting to the quarterback, he's probably the sixth or seventh guy you're really thinking about to influence the passing game and getting to the quarterback and getting the ball out of the QBs hands or even getting a sack. I believe Milton Williams, it might not be this year that he really hits in terms of numbers, but that production is going to be there. I'm sure he will be up there in pressures in terms of the whole rookie class. He is one guy that really comes into a system that plays to his strengths where he has other individuals in front of him who play in a similar type of fashion and, Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham seeing that he is going between defensive end and the interior. Millen Williams is only going to continue to get better as he ages. And he's just a fresh, raw, very raw product still in terms of how he has come along in terms of learning from college and really defining his pass rush pass rush repertoire. Say that five times fast. I dare you. He will continue to get better every single day in practices because it's tough to teach power and the kid has raw power, raw explosiveness. So now you just refine his game. He's only going to continue to get better. So stock up once again for Milton Williams, number two on stock up. I really, at this point, it's, it's hard to say that the punters haven't been a huge influence for the Eagles in the past two years, man, Aaron Sipos, We really didn't know what was going to happen when Cam Johnson went into free agency, how we were going to replace an individual like that who was responsible for keeping this Eagles team in good field position for a majority of the times that they really couldn't get things moving on offense the past couple years. Then all of a sudden, you're without him, and you bring in Aaron Sipos, who really hasn't had much of a starting role at the punter position in the NFL and has been more of a camp body when it comes to it, and now he's here. They brought in no competition for him, and if anybody has outright won their job, I believe it's Aaron Sipos, and he is a player that the Eagles might have to rely on more than they want to, especially with a young offense that might not get going as fast as many people believe, and if that is the case, if you're going to even want to be able to be in games, it is going to come down to field position battles. How do you win field position battles? you have a punter that could punt the ball to the moon in the first game he averaged 55 yards a punt that will take you that will take you far in the NFL if you can do that i mean you're looking at 48 49 being a solid average 55 that's above and beyond what you can expect out of an NFL punter. And stock up to Aaron Sipos and this special teams unit in general. He almost had to kick field goals yesterday. So, hey, he's doing everything for this team right now. He did kickoffs. You see the power in his leg. He can really boom some of those punts. So, continue to get better, Aaron Sipos, because you might be somebody that this team relies heavy on here in 2021. Continuing on with stock up, Jalen Hurts. Didn't play a lick yesterday. Almost did. Ended up in the hospital, unfortunately, due to a stomach infection. But did Jalen Hurts arguably show his worth by not even playing and allowing the other two quarterbacks on the roster? One who Joe Flacco, people, people said this. They thought that Joe Flacco was legitimately coming into this building to compete for a starting role. That was never going to happen. Jalen Hurts clearly now is quarterback one. After yesterday, where once he left the building, they completely sat their starting offensive line, which they had all intents and purposes of getting some reps out there, getting a few drives for that starting offense. And then once Jalen went out, they didn't play him. And I think that is huge to just show that, hey, if Jalen's not out there, if our quarterback one isn't out there, we're not going to let these vets go out there to be in a compromised position and have to protect for Joe Flacco, who really isn't in the plans. And if Joe Flacco or Nick Mullins were to ever get in a game for this Eagles team, the season's over. I mean, the season would be over. And Jalen Hurts evidently is QB1. And I believe that once we see him healthy in week one, once the full offensive line is out there, once the wide receivers continue to dominate and continue to get better and continue to grow into what we need out of a young trio, plus the two tight ends, plus the running back stable, Jalen Hurts really should take this thing and run. And after yesterday, I don't want to see anybody else, but Jalen Hurts play quarterback that's on this roster currently. I mean, we'll talk about the draft once that time comes, but... I don't want to see Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins. I'm good on that. Jalen Hurts, stock up. And for my final stock up, I would be remiss not to talk about the three individuals at linebacker who have really showed out here in the preseason, Alex Singleton, Eric Wilson, TJ Edwards. I would give a 1A, 1B award to Alex Singleton and Eric Wilson right now with TJ Edwards right behind them. What they have been able to do in a short amount of time and playing – in a role where you think about it, the base is now two linebackers. So that brings a lot more responsibility to the two that are on the field in Alex Singleton and Eric Wilson, who should be getting a majority of those reps. They are now more responsible for more space on the field. They have to be more aware of their gaps. They don't have a third guy to really bail them out because they'll be playing with more safeties and more cornerbacks than they are playing with a third linebacker. So these two guys plus TJ Edwards who will rotate in there and Davian Taylor who should come back from injury here in a a few short weeks, I would be remiss to say that that unit has not gotten better. And Lou likes to bring it up all the time, and I think it is a very fair point that – Right now, the linebackers might be the saving grace of this Philadelphia Eagles defense if the secondary doesn't produce because you're going to have to get stops in some sort. And it might come into the run game where the linebackers will be the majority of the run stoppers as the offensive line or the defensive line rather goes forth and gets after the quarterback. Things are going to leak out to the to the edge. It's going to be on the linebacker. Things are going to leak into gaps where they leave it open for a linebacker to come and fill. And if Alex Singleton continues on this pace that he is averaging, what, seven tackles and just under a half a football, if you think about that, and he's averaging 15 tackles a game, I mean, the guy's going to finish with nearly 200 tackles. And I always want to see guys like that succeed because he was a player who – Everybody wrote him off. I mean, he was on practice squads. He was cut. He goes to the CFL. Comes here to Philadelphia. Finds a niche role. Works hard. Puts his his hard hat on, and really solidifies himself as a starter on this team. I think it's Alex Singleton's job to lose, and I don't think there's anybody close to taking that baton from him. I think Eric Wilson is a very good compliment for him. He really helps ease the rest of the guys into this Jonathan Gannon scheme, which he knows very well. And if yesterday was any implication on how bad the secondary could be, if guys like Darius Slane, Steve Nelson were to go out, the linebackers are going to have to step up in a huge way. So our final stock up, stock up for that linebacking group. And we will finish this show with some stock down and just some final notes on what this Eagles team should do as we move here into the final week of the preseason where the Eagles will take on the New York Jets next Friday to cap things off here. Now only having three preseason games, it makes things a little bit more difficult in terms of evaluation. But it makes things quicker when you get to the regular season now that you don't have four games to play. So come on back here on segment three of the Lockdown Eagles podcast as we finish up this Friday edition of the show. Before we do that, we have to take a second to from our friends over at betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football. I'm contemplating where I have to put my third TV in my living room for football season. I'm ready to go. All eyes are going to be on the NFL and college football, and make sure you're getting in on the action. While the Gridiron is on TV, you're in your pocket or on your mobile device to go to Bet Online, your number one spot for all pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar, half million dollar, that's a lot of money, mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome. Bonus and be sure to take advantage of it. opening day. Super promo, make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Use the promo code LOCKED ON for all your football, basketball, boxing, MMA, UFC, everything you could bet on in a Vegas casino. Don't wait and take an advantage of the great offers today for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure you use that promo code Locked On. It's below here on the screen for everybody on YouTube. L O C K E D O N at BetOnline.ag. All right, everybody, welcome on back here to segment three of this Friday edition of the show on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri finishing up the week here, talking takeaways from yesterday, stock up, stock down, and now we are getting to the negative portion, but not always a negative portion. People think stock down, it could be you never really recover from it, but it can be a lesson for a lot of these individuals who really can look at yesterday and say that was a low point for them. How can we get better? Where can we go for here? And if I'm looking at one person and the group as a whole, I'm looking at that corner group and specifically the outside corners past Steven Nelson and past Zach McPherson, who even after yesterday, Zach McPherson got thrown to the fire. I think he was still much better than the guys behind him and Michael Cat, Kevon Seymour and Levert Hill. This Eagles team needs to find help. They need to find depth at this cornerback group. When it comes down to the 53-man cuts, this Eagles team is going to have to poach some rosters. They're going to have to find some units that currently have a surplus of individuals there at the corner unit. Because if things were to go bad and one player, Steven Nelson or Darius Slay were to go down, who's up? Zach McPherson, who's a rookie, very still raw, out of Texas Tech who's still figuring out how to really tackle, still refining his his footwork, still refining his jam, his overall game in general. It's not going to be Michael Jacquette. I I think that case is long gone. There was a time when he was really the starter for this team last year and the only guy who could play for about a minute and a half. And then here we are again, LaVert Hill, Kavon Seymour, two guys that one's a vet has been around a little bit. Lavert Hill has been around some few teams here in the past couple years. They have to figure out something there because if one of those guys were to go down in Slayer Nelson, it could be right back to the 2010 to 2020 where they did not have corners that could cover. We saw how well Darius Slay played last year. Steven Nelson only should help that. But now you have to find guys behind them because that corner – in a league where there are so many good receivers, and especially in the division where there's so many good receivers, you look around Washington, Dallas, New York, they all have three-plus, three-plus maybe even more at the wide receiver position. You need to have, on the other side, three-plus at cornerback, and who knows if Avante Maddox is going to be your starter at slot. It's looking that way right now, but if all those guys were to go down or one or two of those starters were to go down – this team is in big trouble, so stock down to the reserve cornerback group. Not to say that they can't improve and get better and the pro personnel department might not be able to improve them, but currently as it stands, it is not great here in Philadelphia for that unit. Going to another group that I had already started to discuss, the quarterback group, Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins. I know you don't want to really panic when it comes to playing against uh New England starters when you have your twos out there. But Joe Flacco should at least be able to command an offense and at least know when to just get the ball out quick. There were a couple throws to Devontae Smith that were behind him, and Joe Flacco just – I never really loved that signing, and now you're looking at Nick Mullins, and he hasn't been able to produce anything these past two weeks. And I'm really scratching my head at how bad Jamie Newman – out of Wake Forest, the undrafted free agent that they had signed, how bad was he in rookie minicamps? How bad was he in OTAs? Because this reserve unit at quarterback is dreadful. And if Jalen goes down, you could basically throw this season out the window. You don't have Nick Foles coming through those doors. I know some people kind of want to trade for him and want to do something along those lines. There are other teams that have retching quarterbacks that might be on the market when the 53-man roster comes. They could be cap casualties. They could be guys that they might look to trade. If you look at a guy like Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville, he wants to be in the mix and get some more snaps because he knows Trevor Lawrence is there and he's going to start, obviously. Maybe Gardner Minshew is an option. I saw that brought up today, I think, uh, from Benjamin Albright out in Denver and The idea of trading for a veteran quarterback that is a little bit younger for fifth or sixth round pick could be something that you take interest in. I don't know if Gardner would be in that conversation, but what I've seen out of Nick Mullins, I've seen enough. Joe Flacco, there is a room for improvement. They should definitely look to address that position going into next year as well. So stock down that reserve quarterback group as well. Another individual stock down. Offensive lineman, whatever position you want to play him at, he hasn't been very good here in the last two years. And really, I think his time is done. Matt Pryor, again, looked just downright bad. Just downright bad. And when you're playing against twos and threes, when you were starting for some games in the past season or the year before that where he started a playoff game, It's not a good indication of your development being that you're now in a downward track as opposed to an upward track and you're only four years into the league. You would like to see the opposite for young guys like that on the offensive line. Overall, the Eagles entire reserve offensive line didn't play too great, but especially a guy like Matt Pryor who they're entrusting to play right tackle is going to get somebody injured sooner or later here in Philly. And I think his time is done and I, I believe they have better depth elsewhere. So Matt Pryor, Stock down the last person not due to what he did on the field. It was because he wasn't on the field Stocked down Jason Huntley, somebody who I had an eye on, but Jordan Howard seeing that he's out there playing special teams and he's taking some handoffs. Then you go against Kenny Gainwell, who's really dominating against the second and third team units. And you know what Boston Scott's going to be. It's going to be hard for Jason Huntley without that game of reps to make this NFL team. We'll see. I like what Jason Huntley can do. 4-3-7 speed coming out of college in the return game. That's where he'll make his money. But who knows? We have some interesting decisions to make here in Philadelphia. And ultimately, as many guys as there were that were bad yesterday, there's always room to improve. They're two weeks in, in terms of games, into Nick Ceriani's career. They had to start their twos against New England's ones yesterday. Don't get too upset about it. What you want to look at is where they can improve in terms of the players, in terms of development, and in terms of how they can build this roster a little deeper. Now is the time here in these next 10 days, especially once cuts come up on the 31st for Howie Roseman and his pro personnel department to fill in some of those blanks. Because as good as things might be on the top of this team, The bottom half of this team isn't looking so hot. They have to get better in the margins. You have to make money in the crumbs, and depth wins championships. We know that. So you have to find depth here in these next few weeks, or you're going to be in a game where you were yesterday where your reserves maybe in the middle of December are having to take on big minutes, and you just get blown out by a healthy team. We don't want to be that team here in Philly, but we have a lot to look forward to here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast next week, when we return with five shows to talk more Philadelphia Eagles as we roll on through training camp, the final week of camp next week, as the Philadelphia Eagles will wrap up against the New York Jets, and you could tune here, tune in here, excuse me, on anywhere where you get your podcast, Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud to the Lockdown Eagles podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, who also brings you Lockdown Bets. Betting on the Eagles is easy. I hope you didn't bet the over yesterday. Bad, bad beat for everybody who bet that over. It doesn't make it easy when you are guessing on the sport. But if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast, host with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You could get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcast. as I had mentioned before. Please follow along on Twitter at GC24 underscore football, as you can see here that I'm pointing to on YouTube, at L O E at Locked on Birds on Twitter as well. You could follow anywhere. You could get any show on our link tree that we tweet out with every app. We are on YouTube as well, so please subscribe. Leave those comments. We always love to see what you guys have to say about the show. And for all our listeners that are now tuning in, young, old, if this is your first show, if this is your 50th, 100th, 800th show, thank you for tuning in here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thank you for following us along on the airwaves. Now you can watch us on YouTube. I know people have been enjoying that the first week here. We're only going to continue to do more and more here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. So thank you for tuning in here on these airwaves. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and fly Eagles fly.